paperless movement, your productivity, your way. All right, everyone. Today, I'm really excited for another episode for, of the Productivity Like a Pro podcast with Paco Cantero and me, Tom Solid, the founders of the Paperless Movement. And today, today we have another founder with us. He is the founder of Vimcar. John, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's amazing to have you with us because Paco and I, we both love using Vimcar. It's part of awesome. our iCore framework in our productivity system. And it is in the slot of the personal project management, right? That's in the area, the task management area, which is in this case, it's the time management yep. as a satellite app. This means in iCore terms that Vimcal is a supportive application that hooks into existing calendars. In our case, it's the Google Calendar and enhances the functionality. So therefore, we love Vimcal because there's a lot from our beloved superhuman that we use for email management mainly using keyboard shortcuts and things like that to navigate and the user interface, many things that we can talk about what we love. But we, before we dive into this, John, maybe you introduce yourself and what's the history behind all this Vimcal yeah, story yeah. there? Thank you so much. I am the co-founder and CEO of Vimcal. I like to describe Vimcal as your calendar on steroids. So anything you can do in another calendar, you can do the same thing in Vimcal on half the steps or fewer. It's designed for hyper busy people who have a lot of meetings and a lot of different time zones and also their teams. So yeah, a lot of people call us quote unquote, superhuman for calendar. We're usually used by a lot of founder entrepreneurs like you guys, investors, people who just have to, again, schedule a lot of meetings, but both internally and externally. Our story is a very non linear one. We took many twists and turns to get to where we were. So my co-founder, Mike and I, we started on our startup journey in 2018. And we actually started as an augmented reality company. So we were never VimCal from the beginning. Uh, we did augmented reality, did that for about a year and then got into Y Combinator, pivoted mid-batch to a fitness company, graduated as a fitness company. And then on the third year, while running out of cash, we pivoted to VimCal. So many people don't know this, but we actually launched Vimcal with a month and a half of runway. So it was a complete Hail Mary. It was not supposed wow. to work. And at the same time we were launching, we also were emailing our lawyer asking, hey, how much money should we put aside to shut down the company? And we were starting to look at new jobs. So luckily, you know, Vimcal took off from the first day. Uh, we had users paying from day one. We had investors interested early, but it was really two and a half years of just building in the dark with basically no users trying our best to sell one product or the other. And the idea for Vimcal came while working on that fitness idea. Um, if you're familiar with YC Demo Day, uh, once you graduate from the YC's two month program, you just get a get to pitch in front of a lot of investors. And so during that time I was pitching, I think I was scheduling like 30 investor meetings per week or something like that. And it was just super hectic. And when you are talking to investors, you kind of have two choices as a founder to schedule a meeting. One, you send times manually. You say, hey, are you free Tuesday these times, Wednesday these times, blah, 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 type it out each time. Or two, you can send something like a Calendly link. And I don't know if you guys ever felt this, but uh, there is a kind of a power dynamic with a counter link where 
usually when you send it to someone, you're kind of asking them like, hey, do the work and look for a time. And so the way I'd like to describe it is an investor can always send me a Calendly link, but I would not ever think about sending an investor just like a URL to find a time for me. And I know it's different people feel differently, but you don't want to risk when you're asking for potentially millions of dollars to offend someone. You never know who might get offended by that. So that problem, um, th those were the only two good options. And so at the time I was sending times manually and I just kept messing up <laughs> meetings. I would get double booked with investors. I think I booked a call at 4 a.m. once because the person was in Hong Kong and I didn't realize that I sent the wrong times. It was just like I probably lost three or four potential deals just because I was a mess sending out times to meet. And this idea was always in the back of our minds. And so when we pivoted the next time, we made a promise to ourselves that we would only fix problems that we personally had. And so VimCal was actually born because of this specific use case. And V1 of VimCal was the best calendar for founders fundraising. So it was a very, very unique and specialized use case. And that's what gave birth to, I would say, our most popular feature, which is called slots. So, and you can go on our website and take a look. There's a huge GIF in the middle, but basically uh, instead of typing out, are you free Tuesday, are you free Wednesday? You can just drag those windows on your calendar. We'll type it out for you. So you never have to do that manually. And then we'll give you a booking link and you can just copy and paste it into an email. And yeah, that was 2020 and it's just very fun adventure since then until now. That's the world of entrepreneurship. Okay. Because people just, think that this is, yes, everything is cool. You are the owner <laughs> and at the end, nobody, but the founders or the owners or the entrepreneurs really know how hard the, the, the journey is because it's an endless journey being an entrepreneur for more than 20 years and I have never felt safe and sound there's always a nightmare <laughs> above you and yeah. there's there yeah. isn't any calm of peace or, or whatever so congratulations for survive because i think that at the end Thank it's you. survival what matters and i think i mm -hmm. always say that if business is running for several years that's a success itself because it's a miracle <laughs> especially because i was mm -hmm. thinking just to keep the conversation running i was thinking about the calendar area the, the niche of software solutions and uh, it's a market niche full of solutions because you got first off the free ones okay that like the outlook gmail gmail sorry google calendar ical those mm -hmm. are calendars that many people use mm -hmm. a lot no especially mm -hmm. i think in the Talking about business, Outlook and, and Google, no? Calendar, because they are using Google mm -hmm. Workspace or the solutions related to Microsoft. Then you got all the calendars, the pay ones, I don't know, Rise, Fantastica, a lot. Then you got the planners mm -hmm. like Sansama, all those task mm -hmm. management uh, applications that I think that they are hurting uh, a lot because in my case, for instance, many times I look mm -hmm. at the calendar in Sansama because I bring the, event, the events inside my planning of the day so that mm -hmm. I got all the information I need at that moment. And I don't know how you see all this market of solutions and how you are able to differentiate, especially because yeah. of your pricing, because it's quite a high tier. We can see a high pricing. And how do you handle it with that? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, something I want to add as well, something I want to add to this list is just, as you mentioned, the Calendly, that this was one of the reasons. I, I did not quite understand this uh, because you said 
they have to pick their time then from the mm -hmm. link that you send. But when you send them availability via Vimka, you still send them a range of times yeah. that they can pick from. So maybe you can yeah. touch on this as well to explain more why, what's yeah, yeah, the difference uh, there. Two great questions. I'm going to start with yours, Tom, um, and then I'll hit a talk about the kind of the general market out there. So the difference between using Vimcal slots, which also includes a booking link versus a specific URL like you know Calendly. And again, nothing against Calendly. I love that company. We use it for some things. <laughs> the main difference is when you drag those times on your calendar, you are explicitly picking those times for that specific person. So different people get different times. So when you send it to people, they know that, oh, you took a second, you thought about it, these times are meant for me. That's good for the person receiving it, but that's also good for you sending it because you want to send different times to different people. For example, this, our recording right now is very important to me, so I'm going to give you priority times. But maybe I am talking to a contractor or our lawyer about something not important. I would not give them the same times. But if you just use Calendly or any URL, right? Not Calendly, but just any URL booking link, you're giving the same times to everybody. So they get the same access to your entire availability. And also the downside of using, again, a URL is you set those times maybe once or twice, two years ago when you created your account. And they're the same times every week, but you're not always free the same times every week. And you don't always want to give up the same times every week. Just because I'm free this next Tuesday, two to five, does not mean I want a meeting there. Uh, it might mean I want to do deep work and have that blocked off, but I have to go explicitly block that off from my calendar if I don't want someone to book it on my calendar. And this is a symptom that a lot of people get, a lot of people feel when they use a calendar or this, these kind of generic URLs, which is they get surprise meetings. You have a three-hour block and someone just books right in the middle and you're like, oh, I didn't want a meeting there, but I can't really go and reschedule it because I don't have a good reason. And uh, this type of surprise meeting also creates what we call Swiss cheese uh, is little holes on your calendar between meetings. So if I have a call 2 to 2.30 and then a 30-minute break and then 3 to 3.30, That 30-minute break is basically a waste of time. Like, it's not enough time for me to do anything productive. I might reply to some emails. I might, you know, check my phone or something. But I can't really sit down and start coding or start writing up, press article, whatever I need to do. And so when you drag the times on your calendar with slots, you minimize the amount of Swiss cheese you also have. And you minimize the amount of just, like, poorly designed and timed meetings you have. So I hope that answers your question. So it's more of a, it depends on what type of meeting. And so it does feel more personal with the individual slots, but it's also more control over your time. So it's beneficial for you and the recipient. So what I see is the flexibility, how to set up the availability in Vimcal is much easier as you're already on the calendar and there you provide the mm -hmm. availability versus on Calendly you would set up several URLs for different types or one-off meetings and things like that. And that's definitely more flexible and intuitive to do than yeah, in yeah. Vimcal. So thanks for all this. Maybe we touch on this later in the interview, but I'm also curious about the answer that you have for Pacos. Yeah. I like to say that Vimcal is a meetings company, not a calendar company. So I think it's very easy to look at Vimcal. Okay, I can compare this to... Google Calendar, or I think you mentioned like Rise and a few other fantastic, you know, all great products. Uh, but I think 
the way we think about it is our DNA is about helping you schedule the right meetings externally and internally. So with your teammates, uh, with people, investors, podcasts, episodes, we want to help you schedule those. And so I, I think, especially because of that, we're, we work a little farther away from the planner. We, VimCal really focuses on how to get you together with other people. Uh, and that could be, again, internal, external, or a mix of both. So if me and three of my teammates at VimCal want to meet with someone externally, maybe for an interview, it gets really, really complicated when the three of us have to look at when we're all free, send the times out, and cross our fingers that when the person replies with the time, one of us didn't get booked up. Right? There's all these weird dynamics, and I think that's what we're really good at. Yeah, there, there are a lot of great calendars out there, but I think we see ourselves more similar to more like the booking link companies, like the Mix Maxes, the Calendly's, and even Zooms, which are more focused on meetings themselves. And when we think about improving our product, we think about uh, improving the before, the during, and the after of meetings. So a lot of focus on work, a lot of focus on very busy people, a lot of focus on different time zones. Whereas I think that's what warrants more of a, you know, premium prices if you compare to other calendars, because I think a lot of calendars, they're great for basic use cases if you're doing things by yourself. They're not as great if you have to do a lot of meetings, especially for work. And that's where we're, we're differentiated from them. Yeah, yeah Superhuman also has a premium price and people take the, put this into question if it is really worth just energy emails. And that's what I would say about Vimcolor as well. Just a UI UX alone is already worth it. The speed I handle my email and declutter when I show my wife's calendar mm -hmm. in comparison to mine. Things are much more intuitive. Command K for the win. This is, to me, already justification for this. So you say that's a meeting company. Uh, the question is now, you mentioned already RISE. And what's your take on automatic rescheduling of your time blocks mm. that you have in there? I'm not completely familiar with how Rise does it, but I think a question that I've been asked a lot is what I think about AI in calendars. And part of that is automatically moving meetings. Uh, yeah, I think when people talk about AI in calendars, they think about a robot just automatically putting everything in the perfect place for you. And I actually think that is pretty much impossible, uh, having been in the space <laughs> for so long. Uh, impossible to do, it's very easy to do, very hard to do with high accuracy. And the problem is that scheduling is a human problem, not a software problem. The more people on a meeting, the exponentially more complex it gets because you're adding everyone's calendars. Everyone has a work and a personal calendar. And the problem is even with perfect information, the AI or the software, whatever you want to call it, can get the meeting wrong because what it knows is when people are free, when people aren't free, when there's an open block, when there's no open block. And just because there's an open block does not mean that everyone is free at that time. And that is kind of the problem. So I think you have to be really careful about moving, automatically moving meetings around, especially as the number of attendees goes up. If it's just yourself, okay, that's fine. I think some companies do it with like your to-dos. I think that's a good idea. I think you know, if you're trying to meet team meetings around, one-on-ones around that gets a little more dangerous. And I 100% agree with this. I was never a fan of this automatic moving around on the calendar. It takes away a lot of control. And that's the the place that really we believe that manual control mm -hmm. is key. And I remember a situation in corporate when I first hooked up, and that's mm -hmm. eight years ago, when I first hooked up, 
Todoist with Google Calendar, as we've been mm -hmm. based on Google in this big company where we had meetings with 50 people or something like that. And I hooked it up and I moved around the tasks and suddenly people called me <laughs> what yeah. I'm doing because it was also changing the meetings that we had there. So that was my learning that I uh, decided less automation is better. And especially this, as you said, how should AI ever know that you are free or not free in these timings, mm -hmm. in these places? especially with what you mentioned before with just because there's nothing in there, maybe you're doing something else in this time. So you consistently need to block out the time for deep work and things like that. So yeah, that's, so we are aligned there, but what else is on the roadmap yeah. then? Yeah. That you um, think. Yeah. Mr. I, I want to touch a little bit on what you just said. I think those are all good points. And our, I think our whole model is control of your time. That's kind of our core principle and part of that is helping you have you and your team have more control of your time especially overlapping times like things that you're doing together so the next year actually there are a few things we're doing one is we're going to open up a lot more team features so vimcal i think one other difference between vimcal and a lot of the other calendars that you might have mentioned is that vimcal is truly designed to be multiplayer first Uh, it's really designed for your entire team to both schedule again internally, externally, and a mix. So a lot more team features. And we also recently launched our second product, which I'm really excited about. It's called Maestro. Maestro is the first calendar designed specifically for executive assistants, admins, virtual assistants, chiefs of staff, basically anyone who schedules on behalf of one or more executives. And we think this is a huge opportunity because EAs, and admins get no love. No one builds software for them. No one even stops to ask how their day is. They're just bombarded. They're like on call 24 hours working for very important people with big egos and they're just told what to do all day. And, and they spend 70% of their day in the calendar. And I think also around 70% of them schedule for more than one person. So this is multiple high ego, very busy people with very high stake meetings. One mistake, you get yelled at. Two mistakes, often you get fired. It's just very a very brutal, thankless job. And they are the ones secretly running behind the scenes, all the big organizations, right? You don't get to the executive without going through their executive assistant. So one, we discovered pretty early on that EAs really need a calendar built for them. And this insight comes from us just onboarding a ton of our users manually. So for the first two years, we onboarded every new user over 30 minutes Zoom call. I did the first thousand calls personally. And there were a few personas that worked really well, including like the founders and the VC types, but also EAs. We really liked VimCal. But VimCal was a few tweaks away from being very useful for scheduling for other people instead of scheduling for yourself, which is what the flagship VimCal product is. Yeah, I think about seven, eight months ago, we launched uh, we launched Maestro and it's been getting really good traction. And because of that, we've kind of opened the door to a whole new world for us, at least. EAs tend to be at companies with IT departments and there are usually like hundreds of people there before EAs are hired. Uh, so it is like more enterprise for us. And that's interesting because it's force us to be disciplined in terms of security, getting our SOC 2 certification, everything. Uh, because of this, just like a byproduct, now Vimcal and Maestro can just handle way larger companies, especially in terms of security. Um, 
So team features, Maestro, and just a, a lot more fun uh, counter features that you'll have to subscribe to our email list to find out. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a very exciting uh, year. And also because we just closed a $4.5 million seed round. So we are, yeah, we are all gun pedal to the metal, all rolling forward together. So we're really excited. Big year coming up. Well, congratulations. You. But talking about executives, Paco is running for businesses and parallel. Yeah, but I don't have assistance. There we have a different situation. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. There we have a different situation, right? That he has four different calendars. And now the question about cross-calendar mm. synchronization. Is there anything coming to Vimcal? Because I see many people, besides Paco, many there are working on a outlook calendar at work and then they have the private google calendar and there it already starts it would be useful to synchronize these in a form and this is now available in other alternatives as well so something curious, John, that what's... is confusing for me talking about vincal is that you mm -hmm. use one of your in my case all my calendars okay five, the five of them are mm -hmm. in google okay so i use my google account and the point is that i can Logging into Binkal using any of those, but then I can import or select other calendars to be imported into that Binkal account that it's related to a Google account, and that's confusing because at the end I'm yeah I'm not paying attention. It's not like in Superhuman, for instance, that I go one account after the other, okay, to access the different email mm -hmm. addresses. But in the calendar, for me, that becomes confusing the moment that I start importing into any of those Gmail accounts, the different calendars, mm -hmm. because that's what I do. And yep. I keep seeing on top the different Gmail accounts and it's confusing at least, at least for me, I was talking about that issue with your support team and it keeps, I, I don't understand it. Could you explain it? Because maybe somebody is also in my situation <laughs> and how mm -hmm. we should proceed with this story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a I'm really glad to hear that because that's something we think about a lot. One of our goals is to create the best multi-calendar experience, and that's across multiple providers too, whether that's Google, Outlook, and soon to be uh, iCloud. And the way we designed it, we actually, the way we started was more like, I guess, Superhuman or Google Calendar, where each different account was separated. And we've actually, in the last year, migrated everything towards everything is in one account, one unified view. And the reason we do that is because unlike email, where you don't really want to mix your work and your personal emails, for a calendar, you have one set of 24 hours. You want to see everything overlaid. And then it's a UX and design question on how to make it intuitive, which account is driving. So everything is equally in your one view but you always have one account that's driving or when you create a, an event for example which calendar does this event go to there's a drop down where you can actually go click there's shortcuts to help you do that more easily um you can actually toggle accounts with toggle the driver with control one two three if you're on mac uh, and etc there's definitely improvements we can make there uh one thing we recently added is for you to block or protect other calendars from being double booked uh, for example if you use a work email and you schedule using slots or personal links which is our version of the urls that i was talking about earlier um, you can actually say i want my work the slots that show up in this booking link to also take my personal calendar into account so you can actually do all that 
And then I think the next step, which is what you're mentioning that other companies are doing, would be to just automatically sync everything from my personal to my work and or my work one to my work two account so that other people at work can see that, oh, he's actually busy here, but I can't see the details there. Right? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah that, that's actually the cross-synchronization that I was referring to, the second option that you mentioned. But I really like this option that it is just not allowing people mm -hmm. to book something without the need that everything is synchronized because then it becomes messy again. Having all the events on this one calendar might become messy if it is not really distinctive. Yeah, um, that's coming soon, the cross-synchronization. Yeah. That's good. So I, essentially, I could actually even then use my wife's calendar and say, wherever yeah. she has a meeting, nobody can book something for yeah. me. Just in theory, it makes no real sense. But okay, that's really interesting approach to this cross-synchronization issue. So it's not appearing on the other calendar for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I could hide the things uh, in privacy, but... Synchronization, as I mentioned before, mm. is always something I would worry how could this works. So uh, this blocking, but how would this blocking work then? How does it uh, on a Google Calendar basis, how does the Google Calendar actually know that an Outlook Calendar is blocking this time zone? Is it Vimcal needs to be even more integrated? Yeah, in the whole well, thing? that's the beauty of Vimcal. And I think that's one, one of the use cases that people love the most about Vimcal is the joint use of Outlook and Google, which is also something that I think we've tried to do as best in class as we can. Uh, because if you actually try to sync events from Google to Outlook using Google or Outlook, they both have the functionality, your events from Outlook will show up 24 hours later on your Google Calendar. It's a nightmare. But because well, you've authenticated both with Vimcal and we have direct connections to the APIs, we can actually do it instantly so that is why when we design cross-synchronization and the reason we've taken our time with it having events show up on other calendars is because i think we're one of the few that can do it very fast between providers but we want to make sure we do it well it has to be accurate at all times that's one of the problems with the calendar the calendar is a product unlike many others where there's almost zero tolerance for errors if you think about your calendar you don't have a single typo in there. You don't have a single meeting that is one minute late later than it should be. Everyone's name is spelled correctly, right? Everything is perfect and pristine. Now you think about your notion, your email, like how many typos in there, how many things are just disordered. Like that's the difference where everything in the calendar has to be perfect. Otherwise people churn. So no. that's also yeah, part of the reason why it's so hard to get users to stay on your calendar, but also to pay for, pay high prices for a calendar. And those are all things we have to take into account. If we do the syncing, it has to be 100% accurate 100% of the time. Yeah, and I agree on that because for me, it's the solidness of the product, okay? It mm -hmm. works perfectly on desktop, on uh, mobile, and that's not such something that is not easy to find out there, but also it's full of subtleties. For instance, in my case, I have tried many, but not all in the market, but for instance, being able mm -hmm. to set up the notifications as you can do inside the Google calendar, okay, that you can say I have up until five different notifications. That's something that a lot, I know, I don't know what problem is behind this uh, feature, but the point is that many applications that have a calendar or whatever that integrates with Google, you cannot 
set those five notifications. I, I don't know why that happens, but it's pretty common. And for instance, it was something that really surprised me when I started using a Vincal because I said, I can work exactly as I'm working in Google Calendar without any obstacles in the way. And that's yeah. for me one of the best ways to describe Vincal. It has never failed. Uh, everything is synchronized perfectly because I'm checking sometimes from time to time with uh, Google and it's immediately you get the synchronization. There's no delay, nothing gets lost. And for me, that gives me a lot of control and security that, as you have just said, for a calendar application, it's a, a must, especially in the business area, no? because if you miss uh, something about that, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. The worst bug we can get is someone writing yeah. in saying, you made me miss a meeting like that. That is like P0. As we mentioned many times now in this interview, it's an amazing application. We tested endless options. We actually were close to give up and just use Google Calendar. Um, or no, or there were some mm -hmm. options that tried to be a superhuman alternative as well and so on. And then suddenly Vimcal appeared for us on our screen and therefore... Uh, we tested it and we use it ever since. I think it's now then six longer. months or longer, even yeah. longer. And yeah. no looking back longer. Almost yeah. Long, yeah. So no looking back there. I thank you very much, John, for being with us on this interview session. Anything you want to share with our audience before we close the interview? Yeah. If you have a lot of meetings, if you're scheduling a lot of meetings, if your team is scheduling a lot of meetings, I think that there is no better platform than Vimcal. Uh, and it will save you a bunch of time. But I wouldn't take my word from it. You can go to our website, go to our Twitter, and just see what other people are saying. Uh, and you can also just email me directly anytime. I like to respond really quickly, johnavimcal.com. And yeah, other than that, thank you guys. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Every time I talk to you guys, I leave more energized. So I hope <laughs> we can do that. Yeah, thanks so much, feedback. John. So thank you very much, John. And we catch up take soon. Care.